bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. The North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Your weekly breakdown of everything happening in districts one and two throughout the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined as always by Ryan Skaggs, our uh, resident expert up north. Skaggs, what's going on? How you doing? Good. Uh, recovered from the uh, the game we had Friday night between Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. Actually, on the girls' side, it was a pretty awesome game. So um, the boys' game, I actually did a halftime statistic for that game. But I think, I don't know if you want me to address it now or we can touch on it later. But um, the football game had almost twice the amount of points at halftime that the basketball game did <laughs> between Coraline and post falls. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll dive into that in, in a little bit. I was going to ask you, do, do people call you by your last name? Like in, in like your personal life or do they call you Ryan? Um, my personal life. I've, I mean, I got a lot of friends that call me by my last name. Um, I'm, and that goes all the way back to like school. I was like one of, I think 11 Ryan's in my graduating class. Um, so I went by my last name a lot. A lot of people still call me coach, which is cool. Um, which I, I do appreciate some of that. It's kind of endearing, but, um, yeah, a lot of the former athletes that I coached, even though they're in their like mid twenties now, they're like, Hey coach. I'm like, okay, hi. <laughs> so yeah, I think it just kind of depends on who's, who's trying to get a hold of me. And then if it's first middle name and last name, I know I'm in trouble. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I end up calling you Skags a lot. I don't know; it just rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah, but. no, I'm used to it, so no, that's that's totally fine. I don't mind that at all. So, I was yeah. my mom's office aide in high school, and uh, I had been adventurous with a few of my friends during the school day by pulling them out of class without actually them needing to go to the office. And then on the intercom, I heard Ryan, Stephen, Skags, please come to the office. Oh <laughs> Yikes. So, yeah, you hear that in front of the entire school. You're like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. When I when I was growing up, everybody called me by my last name. They just called me Bainey. Um, even the teachers. Uh, but yeah. now as I've gone into adulthood and I'm now professionally working, uh, Brandon has uh, but but now especially, I mean, in the last year with the whole let's go Brandon thing, that's <laughs> my name's really made a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are rooting for you these days. <laughs> That's right. I got a lot of people in my corner. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was surprised I didn't get any Let's Go Brandon merchandise uh, for Christmas, but we'll see. There's always next year. So, yeah, that's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I'll, yeah, I might have to slip something in the mail to you. I got a actually got a sticker the other day at the gas station from the the attendant for a let's go brandon sticker which i thought was kind of comical but yeah <laughs> different yeah. connotation obviously certainly yeah. and that's as far into the political realm we'll get we'll go yes we'll get, yep. We'll, get, yep. we'll stop right there we'll throw the brakes on and, and go a different direction we'll get back into sports uh nice and away from the political spectrum um yeah. Okay, there was a lot of big wrestling going on this past week. Uh, well, last week on the prep cast, I, I kind of asked you off the heels of the Raleigh Lane invite where Meridian took second place in the team competition. Coeur d'Alene took third, but it was a very significant gap between those yeah. two 5A powers. And I asked you, I said, is, is that indicative of how it might go at state? And you said, well, not really, but you did some more digging and have more info there. Coeur d'Alene yeah. wrestling appears to be just fine. Cordline wrestling is going to be just fine. Um, they were missing Rylan Rogers, who ended up winning 
um, the, the Buchanan invite down in California last, not this last weekend, but the previous weekend. And, uh, so they were missing his points and I'm, I would bet money on it that he would have won, uh, the 195 weight class at Raleigh lane and probably pretty handily by pin. Um, you could say that there would have been close to a 40 foot, you know, 40 point swing, um, just by adding his points into the team score. And you know, I didn't dig any further to see if Meridian had anybody place in that weight class because that would have actually taken away some team points. I think they're pretty, I think they're neck and neck. I'm honestly just going to go out there and say it. Uh, Coeur d'Alene went to Rocky Mountain Classic this weekend in Missoula, took 11 kids, 10 of them placed in the top eight. <laughs> so they're, they're doing just fine. They, they were missing Gunnar Julio because of illness and a couple other guys from the lineup. So um, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be just fine. They're, yeah yeah we did see meridian in action up here too this last weekend also yeah we'll we'll get to that uh yeah gunner julio i wanted to talk about him because he he has the opportunity this year to become the newest member of that very exclusive club right four state titles in four years but man he's had a rough go of it with injuries you know he, he had a kind of a lingering football injury that affected his start of the season now he's sick with illness uh because when it comes to state and it comes to like seating in the bracket um, it's kind of a subjective deal. And if you don't have a ton of matches under your belt, it can be hard sometimes. Um, Luckily, part of it in the seating, though, comes the prior year. If they've got previous state placing, that does come into the seating criteria too. Um, so he's got a nice benefit there where he's got some state titles under his belt coming in. So I don't think he's going to be hurting too much as far as the seeding line goes. He might be one or two, but once you get to state, there really is no difference between the one or two line. You're just on opposite sides of the bracket. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be fine with that. I think more it's just the mat time. You want to see him start getting in and getting polished, um, you know, coming out of football season, like you said, with that injury and then, you know, getting an illness this early in the season too, definitely kind of throws a wrench in the gears, but, I think that, you know, once you get this stuff out of the way and you can find health, I think, you know, immune systems are a great thing. And, you know, hopefully he stays healthy down the stretch and we'll see him come state tournament time. So, yeah. Sorry, so, my dog biting my foot right now. So, <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. So, this is the North Idaho prep cast, but we end up talking about Meridian wrestling quite a bit because they're the defending 5A champs. They had that really nice showing at Raleigh Lane. And so, my question last week to you was, well, you know, Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls are both going to be really good, but can they, do they have enough to to push Meridian for the title this year? Well, Post Falls and Meridian went head to head, and yeah. I think we found out the answer. They split. Yeah, I mean, Meridian beat them on Thursday, 48-21, and then Coach Reardon said he was kind of, you know, his kids seemed upset about that result because in a 48-21 loss, there was a lot of swing matches that they lost. Um, that they feel that they could have won. And then they ended up actually facing each other again in the third place match at the River City Duels. And Post Falls beat them 45 to 24. So, I mean, in a, in a team atmosphere, obviously there's a big difference between going to a state tournament and then a, a dual meet. Um, there's a lot of differences between, like you could have a really great dual team and you may not be that great at tournaments um, just because of you know head-to-heads and stuff like that and how things go with placings and rankings and all that stuff. But um, to get a win over Meridian to kind of say for post falls, like that, that's huge. I think you're getting a win over the state defending state champ team. That does say a lot about their progress throughout the season. And I think post falls is starting to catch some strides now. 
So it'll be interesting to see how things go. And we got the North Idaho Rumble coming up um, where we'll see them, you know, in Coeur d'Alene and some Southern Idaho teams and some really good Washington programs for that one too. Um, so that'll be a good test, really, I think, uh, before districts to see kind of how good is Post Falls getting because they were top five at Raleigh Lane too. And that, you know, I think that, you know, between Meridian, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, I mean, throw CUNA in there too, that there's, I mean, that's your top four. I mean, or top easily, you could say, and you kind of reshuffle it and however it comes out, that's going to be your your result. But yeah, Post Falls has got a good team and they're they're starting to show up now. Yeah, that's going to be really fun to watch the the five A uh, state wrestling meet. Um, yeah, those four teams you mentioned, all very good and all very capable of winning uh, the state title. Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, let's switch to basketball, where again a lot of the power resides up north. Uh, do you want to start with boys basketball, or girls basketball, Ryan? Where do you want to go? First? Uh, let's talk boys. I think we'll start with it. We started with girls last week, so we'll go boys this week. Okay, that sounds good. So each week here on the North Idaho PrepCast, we have what's called the North Idaho Nine. These are the power rankings according to Ryan Skaggs. He ranks uh, his top nine basketball teams regardless of classification. So you could see a 1A team up at number one. You could see a 2A, et cetera. It's, in his opinion, the nine best teams, uh, one through nine. It's his power rankings. So the North Idaho Nine for this week, there wasn't a ton of change, but there, there were a couple of notable movements here and again if you're watching the video of this on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page we're going to put it up uh, on the bottom on a graphic so you'll be able to to see it if you're listening just follow along and we'll go through all the teams one through nine as well but here is your north idaho nine this week for the boys yeah i mean starting at the top lake city is just doing everything that they should be doing and same with lapway um there's no movement there at one and two and there hasn't been since this came out um cordelaine I mean, I had that game against Post Falls on Friday, and that thing was – that was an ugly game. I mean, it was – and hats off to Post Falls for just playing such a – I think it was just a – I don't want to say weird brand of basketball, but they were just very unorthodox in how they went at it against Coeur d'Alene and and a lot of ball movement. And it didn't give Coeur d'Alene a lot of opportunities on the offensive end, and Coeur d'Alene was just kind of sloppy in that game. I think that they thought they were going to come in and coast, and Post Falls – you know, it was halftime score. I want to say it was like 18 to 10 at half. I mean, it was a really first quarter. The score at the end of the first quarter was like 8 to 2. So, I mean, just a really weird game the way it kind of went through. But uh, Coeur d'Alene did, I mean, grid, grid it out and get the victory. So, um, I think, you know, then they come back and they beat Lewiston. And, and beat Lewiston, you know, almost by 10 points. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's like, I kind of sat back and I'm like, they had that game against Post Falls. And then the next game they come out and they beat, you know, the number four team in the state of Idaho. Um, and really from what I've seen in the, in the state, it could have been worse. I mean, the game wasn't as close as it said, you know, coming down the stretch. So uh, I have Coeur d'Alene at three, but I mean, Coeur d'Alene and Lewiston, they're going to flip flop that spot. I think going down the stretch the rest of the season um, to see who's going to get that second bid to the play in game. But uh, St. Mary's, I've got at five. They just keep doing what they should be doing. They're winning games and they're beating three A schools. They've beat some four A schools. They've beat two A schools by a lot. Um, so they're, you know, St. Mary's hasn't done anything wrong. I think it's just, you know, they're kind of plugging away and quietly doing what they've been doing. Um, Prairie is at six. You know, they got a win this last week over Logos. So they're holding that, that, uh, and that was a close game. It was only a two point game in that one. So I got Logos at seven. 
Um, Moscow coming in at eight. Moscow, I think the Bears are sneaky at this time of the season. They've kind of hit a little nice little streak where I said watch out for Moscow a couple weeks ago, and they're doing what I said they're going to do. I think that they'll sweep uh, Lakeland and Sandpoint, and um, they're going to enter a tough stretch, though. With They're going to have to play the Coeur d'Alene schools again as they close out the season. So not a lot of favors for the Bears, but I think once districts start and you go into state, they're going to be more than tested as far as uh, quality of basketball goes. And then a newcomer in the list, Priest River, entered at number nine. Um, got a good win over uh, Timberlake over the weekend. And so uh, the Spartans are, are playing actually some pretty solid basketball. They're right now leading the conference and then standing. So we'll see what they can do coming up down the stretch. But uh, just outside, we've got Kendrick and Kamei. Kamei is still winning some games. They're playing tough basketball too. Uh, they're going to be a tough out in the district tournament. And the Tigers have quietly kind of been lurking um, at the 1A D2 ranks, and now they're getting some big ones, you know, over St. John Bosco and a few other teams. So they're uh, the Tigers are, are going to make a run, I think, and, and they probably – they're my pick to win the district <laughs> title um, right now. But I know that Timberline's going to have something to say about that, and so will St. John Bosco. You all right over there? <laughs> Sorry, it's one of those things where you swallow and it goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> yeah, holy smokes. Okay, a couple of things that stood out to me. First of all, Priest River. I think I think people are really sleeping yeah. on the Spartans, especially statewide. So I, I vote in the uh, media polls each week for boys and girls basketball. I actually had Priest River ranked fifth in my personal ballot this past week. And I'm not sure anybody else voted. I, I would have to double. Let me double check that real quick. I think they got two votes. So somebody else joined you some somewhere. It was it's probably Nelke. It was probably Mark Nelke from the Coeur d'Alene Press. <laughs> 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 That's what I got to assume there. Um, I I think Priest River's good. Like yeah, like really good. I I think they could go to state. Um, like so often happens, and the teams from the north come without much acclaim or fanfare, just because the teams around the rest of the state don't really know. No. Um, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Priest River go on a run. You know, so. and, and Bonner's Ferry still lurking around out there in conference play too, and they're they're a solid program. I mean, even though the record doesn't indicate it, but they've got some tough losses to St. Mary's. Um, St. Mary's right now would be leading the IML um, <laughs> as far as rankings go because I think they've got a win over every single team in the IML right now. So, um, you know, they could be conference champs in two different leagues and two different classifications if they actually played up, but... <laughs> Could we can we get St. Mary's and Moscow on the schedule? Because that because St. Mary's has already played Lakeland and, and they play Sandpoint, right? Can we yeah. figure out if St. Mary's would win the uh, the I they could win well? three league titles in one season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That they have um, a game coming up against Lapway too, so that game's still on the horizon for for the Lumberjacks. So um, St. Mary's has got some good games in front of them still to play. And they have to play kind of that type of schedule just because they're only in a three-team league. So they're, you know, anybody, anytime, anywhere, and they're going to come into state battle-tested. I mean, very, very well-tested team that I don't think there's anybody that wants to play them come tournament time. Yeah, I, I mean, people have kind of forgotten, again, statewide about St. Mary's. St. Mary's got a lot of respect early on as the defending champs, and then they went to that Hawaii Classic and lost to Ambrose. Yeah, And I, I think people kind of said, oh, yeah, okay, they're not that good and kind of have forgotten about them meanwhile st mary's has very quietly gotten better 
So yeah, and you're looking at St. Mary's has two losses, one to Ambrose, but what was that final score? Like it was like a 12 point game or something yeah. like that. And then they have the the four point loss to Lapway. Your two losses are two teams that might win state championships or were runner up last year and a state champ. I mean, they've taken care of business everywhere else on their schedule. So I don't know why they're getting slighted so hard, but you know, I think coach will take that as motivation for the team and going into state, like, Hey, they're still slighting us, even though we did this last year, like, you know, let's shock them again and see what we can do. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they lost to Ambrose by 16, 56 16, yeah. to 40. It was the third game in three days for each yeah. of those teams respectively. Uh, and then I wanted to touch on, you mentioned Kendrick, that white pine league at the D two level has kind of been nuts. It's been, everybody's kind of been beating up on each other. Kendrick is leading the conference at six and two Highland is four and two Timberline is four and three. And then you got St. John Bosco and Deary. They're both three and three. The only team that's really out of it is Nez Nez and seven. But yeah. I mean, this, this thing is wide open. Kendrick's losses have come to Timberline a game They lost pretty decidedly by 15 plus and then they lost to st john bosco by five and got revenge um in that game the big game coming up is thursday night kendrick will host timberline in a rematch the spartans already beat the tigers once this year so that'll yeah. be a big game i'm keeping an eye on yeah and and the thing about kendrick too it's like much like we saw with their football team that you know they just kind of kind of floating around out there like not really making a ton of mistakes i mean yeah they lost to timberline timberline's a state team from last year that we thought might actually capture the league title again this year so um that game for revenge if you can get the regular season split there and then maybe play the spartans again come the league championship i think you know bodes well that you know you that deciding game if they can get revenge this time around it'll it'll help obviously for seeding going into districts but um, yeah, that league is is basically you know a giant snowball fight. Like it's whoever's going to come out with it, you know, at the end, you know, less bloodied is going to end up going to state, maybe with a, a little bit of a beat up record. But you know, no worse for the wear, they're going to be battle tested. I think that conference is tough. Yeah, I mean, between Kendrick Timberline and Highland, they all look really good. And again, it's a deal where the third place team from District Two will play the champion of District One. And I think the third place team wins that yep. that play in game. So I will, I will say that too. Absolutely. Yep. I, I think Timberline is sneaky. They've got some good size inside. So um, they'd be a team to keep an eye on. But Kent and Kendrick just keeps on, uh, you know, keep, keeps on winning. So they got good guard play. And that's, uh, they've been, they've been able to score from the outside and inside. So, you know, we know they've got athletes. We saw what they could do in football. And they're now kind of losing their football shape and getting in basketball shape. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, speaking of Kendrick, uh, the Kendrick girls are continuing to excel. Also, let's take a look at the um, girls, North Idaho nine. And again, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say how good is this list? I I mean, good grief. Look at the records of these teams. It's it's insane, right? I mean. Let, uh, yeah, g- you you uh, give us your list, uh, and then and then we can dive into it. But yeah, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so we still got Coeur d'Alene at one, Lake City too. I think it's one A and one B in my opinion. Uh, I think Lake City they play each other this Friday night. We'll have that game here on Idaho Sports. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, you know, for the fight for the fish, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere at Coeur d'Alene High School. I think Lake City is going to want revenge, and I think that they might get it. Um, I had the quarter lane post falls game on Friday post falls is a good team too. 
man and they've got i mean they've got seven girls that, that play that are all any one of them could play for anybody else in the state they're they're a solid team and they play great defense um i think that was the kind of the underrated or underscored mark of the night was how good they are defensively and Coeur d'Alene as well i mean cordelaine's great on defense too um cordelaine's got great a great point guard mitchell is a solid solid point guard and so i look at that and uh you know from what they're able to offer um, you know, so I got Coeur Lake City Post Falls in my top three. Timberlake moved up. Um, I like Timberlake a lot. I really do. I think that their body of work is starting to prove it now. They've gone through the first wave of conference undefeated, um, beating Kellogg fairly well. So, I mean, Timberlake, I think, is going to sneak up on some teams at state and show up, and I think that they might be playing for the championship again. I really honestly do. That Tigers team is solid. Um, Lapway is right there. I mean, they're top five team. And I mean, Grangeville's right there too. I mean, like I said, this list is really hard to compile because you've got so many teams like, yeah, I could see Grangeville at three. I could see Grangeville at four. I see Lapway at three. I could see Timberlake at three. Like it's kind of just this jumble of like the best teams in the state all kind of reside in district one and two right now in girls basketball. And, uh, you know, I mean, really on this list, you could have the five, a champ, the three, a champ, the 2A, I mean, legit shot for a 2A title, 1A and 1A D2, all from the north. And nobody could really, like, say, no, you're crazy. Like, I mean, come on. That, I mean, that and that that was the point I was going to make is that really 4A is the only one that's off the table. I don't – Blackfoot and Burley are just so far ahead of everybody else in yeah. 4A that it's not not even funny. 5, 5A, I would, I would have to say that – Coeur d'Alene has to be kind of the favorite going in either them or Timberline, right? They, yeah. they played Timberline at that winter tournament. Um, I mean, Ken, Kendrick to me is the favorite in one AD two. It looks like Kendrick and Rockland are on a collision yep. course there. Um, Kendrick still not getting any respect in the polls. I keep voting Kendrick one, uh, yeah. but no, nobody else is um, t- Timberlake, you know, sugar Salem's really good right now. We'll, we'll see how Timberlake can stack up there. And same with Grangeville. There's some really good, like Melba and Coal Valley Christian yeah. are really good, but yeah, I give, I give everybody a puncher. And then Lapway of course is so dominant. Yeah. Well, and Lapway's got the head to head on Coal Valley Christian. I mean, I kind of looked at like common scheduling and stuff like that. And that, I mean, Coal Valley's lost to some really good teams too, though. They've lost like their only losses are to Lapway, Bora, like in, in one of the other 5A teams or Burley or somebody Burley, like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not that Cole Valley's doing anything wrong either. I think it's just there's some quality teams that are out there and floating around. And uh, Grangeville's doing everything they're supposed to do. I mean, they're winning their big games. And Prairie's right there. I mean, they're only losses to Lapway. So, you know, Prairie's taking care of business. I mean, you've got Clearwater Valley and Wallace on the outside. Wallace's only losses are to schools from bigger classifications. So they've got two losses to Kellogg and a loss to Timberlake on their schedule. Those are their three losses on the year so far. Um, so it's not like the miners have really done anything wrong. You know, they're they're still out there, and they still have another game against Kellogg on their schedule too. Um, you know, and then they have their last league games, and then they're going to go into districts. I think they're going to pretty much manhandle anybody they face in their district. Just they're they're pretty athletic. And then it's, you might be looking at a Wallace-Colorado Valley play-in game. Yeah, yeah. Uh... That would be that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be a fun game for sure. And my knock, my knock on Clearwater Valley is that I mean Genesee beat the doors off of them. Genesee's only got like four wins on the year, 
And so like that one kind of looks a little weird to me and they haven't played the top tier teams in the white pine yet. Right. So I think their record's kind of a little bit falsely inflated still. Um, so we'll see what happens because they're going to have to play Lapway twice down the stretch and, and they're going to have some tough games ahead of them. I think they still have another game against Prairie too. Yeah. We're at the time of year now where I start to look kind of at the max preps rankings because it's going to be used to seed the teams at state who yeah. gets to state doesn't change. The representation is set in stone, but once the eight teams are, are there, they seed them one, three based on max preps rankings right now in five, a the top three are Lake city, Coeur d'Alene post falls in the yep. entire state for five, a basketball for girls. That doesn't surprise me. And <laughs> it's a shame that only two of those teams are going to get a crack at state because that post falls team, if they're left looking out, that is a really good team. That's going to be watching basketball, you know, and I don't want to say anything. And, and I mean, shoot, you could have post falls and Coeur d'Alene going Lake city gets shocked. And then there's another really good team that's left out. So it's kind of sad that, you know, the bids work out the way they do, but, you know, that's, you got to take care of what you got in front of you and you have to play what the rules are. I mean, like that's kind of how the way it works. Yeah. Unfortunately, three, a, not a ton of respect in the, in the metrics right now. Kellogg is actually ranked ahead of Timberlake. Kellogg is ninth in three, a Timberlake is 11th. Uh, that doesn't compute to me, but I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how that they, I think it's because Kellogg's got a couple of games that they've played, like the Moscow's, they've played Sandpoint, they've played Lakeland, um, where I think Timberlake had a couple of those games get displaced or moved to back into the schedule and they haven't played them yet. So that would be my only assumption. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's still some more – there's some big games out there on the horizon. I think you still got you still got a head-to-head with Timberlake and Kellogg are still got to play each other. Lapway still has to play Prairie again. They still have to play Clearwater Valley again, and I think they still have a game against Genesee too. So um, there's some some big games coming up down the stretch for these teams that on the girl side, it ain't over yet. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. 2A max preps rankings. Grangeville is the top, top-ranked team right now. That doesn't surprise me at all. They've played a really tough schedule. I will say, though, it is close. They're at 16.8. Melba is second at 16.7. So literally 0.1 separating those two. Cole Valley is third at 14.8. Cole Valley has beaten Melba twice. How are they ranked behind Melba? This makes no sense. (laughs) It's like football all over again. Yeah, Yeah. a little. (laughs) It's like you think head-to-head would rule at the end of the day. I think if they, obviously, the more wins you get going on the stretch, it's going to that that record will start to level out but you know if they have to play a third time and they sweep them three and oh and they end up behind them in the rankings i mean come on like there's there's a flaw in somewhere in the in the system <laughs> yeah i would say so 1ad1 lapway is second right now butte county is first and they're still undefeated they're 14 and 0 so i, yeah. I mean that makes sense to me well, Lapway's right. two losses you have post falls and richland from washington one of the bigger 4a schools in washington so right i mean come on yeah it's a uh, yeah. Lapway is second. Prairie is third. Clearwater Valley is seventh. And Kamii is, and look at this, Kamii, Potlatch, Troy, 10, 11, 12. I think that speaks to the strength of the White Pine League a little that bit. That White Pine League on the girls' side is tough. Yeah. We talked about that in the, the season preview show, and that, that league is, is showing true for sure. Yeah. Uh, 1AD2 girls. Kendrick is ranked third right now behind Rockland is one. I've got no problems with that. Council is still undefeated, but they've only played eight games. A yeah. very light schedule. They're, they're second. And Deary. Deary is fifth. You know, 
And you mentioned playing eight games. I mean, there's a team that's still floating around there on the guys' side that we ignored this week that we didn't talk about because they haven't played since like January third, and that's Lakeside. Um, yeah. You know, they're sitting at four and three, and they've had to reschedule some games and move those around. But they actually picked up a game against Logos now that they'll be playing. I think the second to last week of the season. So, you know, there's a, a top five matchup there on the horizon for the Knights if they can get things put together and actually get a game back on the schedule, but they've got it, you know, back to backs against Genesis prep coming up too. And then they have to play Wallace still as well. So um, that schedule for the Knights, you know, they're not going to have a ton of games on the record, but you know, they could be coming in and be one of those sneaky teams too. We know who they have left. They've got some good players. So. Yeah. Those two games with Genesis prep are going to be fascinating. G prep played Kootenai last week. And I kind of caught a little bit of that game. They were uh, streaming it. Um, yeah. Lon Morast is the new coach at Genesis Prep, and they started five freshmen. It's it's like the Fab Five. They stood yep. Genesis Prep started five freshmen. Um, they're, they're holding their own. They're doing yeah, pretty they good. Got some guys, they got some guys. They're young, but like they've got athletes. That's for sure. And so it'll be interesting to see what the Jags can do coming up down the stretch. They might if they steal a game from Lakeside. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big deal. So I know yeah. they played they played uh Priest River pretty tough a couple weeks ago. So yeah, and uh Lakeside pushed Kellogg in a loss earlier this year, 78-71. And we know they Kellogg's Timberlake in another game. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty legit. Still the favorite, but man, there's a lot of good hoops action going on up <laughs> north. Good. There's a lot of meat left on the bone too on the boys' side too because we've got the two extra weeks that they don't have on the girls' side. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's going to be the next two weeks should be pretty fun and we're going to have a lot of games uh, coming up here on Idaho Sports that I'm going to have some some fun ones on the schedule. Yeah, for sure. So this week, uh, Friday night, fight for the fish, right? Yep, fight for the fish. Friday night, five thirty, girls' game seven. Well, whenever afterwards is the boys' game. Um, two ranked matchups. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be. You don't really see that a lot in that game. So to have two top five matchups on both the boys and the girls game is going to be pretty cool. That's going to be a fun evening. Yeah. That's it will be loud. It will be absolutely insanity too. Yeah. They were worried about finding a spot for you. And I, I think we're like, Hey, like it's <laughs> I just scoped it out when I was there last week. I know where I'm sitting or at least I'll have a wall behind me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's going to help the sound or it's going to just, absolutely make it horrible and worse and more loud so we'll see yeah that'll be uh, an audio only broadcast on idahosports.com if you want to see the full slate of games we're doing um you can go to the game streams tab it's on the home page at idahosports.com we're doing a lot of girls basketball 5a down there in the boise area uh if you want to kind of hear how some of those other top teams are doing if you're a Coeur d'Alene or Post Falls or Lake City fan, we're, we're carrying lots of those games. Um, we're doing lots of the, the smaller schools as well. So it's all uh, at our website, idahosports.com, and just click on that game streams tab. So, yeah. yeah. We got some small school ball coming up too on Idaho Sports. So I'm looking forward. We'll have a, we'll have a Genesis Prep Lakeside game, uh, Lakeland and Post Falls, and a few other games too. So there's going to be some, some good basketball coming up next yeah. few weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, all right, uh, Ryan Skaggs, as always, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks, thanks for tuning in. For- <laughs> I'm always here. Oh, I kind of check out too, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> right. Thanks for being fully engaged over the course of this entire podcast. Unlike myself, <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs>
<laughs> well, good. We'll still blame COVID brain or something like that. I don't know. You can use that excuse for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've always got that Trump card up my sleeve where I can say, yeah, COVID brain. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning into the North Idaho prep cast. Enjoy the games and the wrestling this weekend, everybody, or this week and weekend. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.